morning. Make myself a little more comfortable. I'll introduce myself. My name's Shannon. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ, and he's definitely the lover of my soul. So I'm hoping to speak to you this morning. I'm hoping to reach some people in the congregation. Um, if you've ever heard me speak before, you know that my messages usually follow the same trend. I don't know why, but they always go there. Um, I'm passionate about working with God's people that we can overcome. Because in this life, I feel that uh, we fight battle after battle after battle. And I was sharing last Tuesday um, in our women's step study that when I got saved, I had this expectation that things were going to be smooth sailing after that. And I had a rude awakening in store. And I wondered all the time, was I doing something wrong? What was going on in my life? And little by little, the Lord began to show me that the enemy was afraid of who I was going to become. And each time that the Lord wants to take me further in him, I know that the enemy gets more and more afraid because he devises those schemes and those plans. But we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus today. Amen? So let's pray before I open the word and begin with the scripture. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just love you so very much. And Jesus, I thank you so much for that ultimate sacrifice that you paid for us, Lord. Without you, Lord, we are nothing. It is because Jesus that we are alive. And Holy Spirit, I just pray that you anoint every word that comes out of my mouth today, Lord. That, I, that nothing I say is of me, Lord, but that it's all of you, Lord. Divinely inspired by you, Lord. I pray that you open every heart and every mind this morning, Father God, to receive what you have for them personally and intimately for them. In Jesus' holy name we pray, amen. I get all cotton mouth and stuff, sorry. So please open your Bibles to Ephesians 6, verse 12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of the evil in heavenly realms. So many times we think that we're fighting against people that are coming against us. And what we need to realize is that we are not fighting against that person. We are fighting against the evil influence that's in their lives attacking us. It's not them personally. I had a difficult time, I think, in the beginning with this message when the Lord plopped it in my spirit because I wanted it to be, you know, all fluffy and rainbows and skittles and all this, you know, good stuff and, and just make people feel like, you know, life is wonderful. And, um, and I don't think that I got to do that today because I don't know if a lot of you realize it, but today, in the world at large, we're at war. We are at war for our very freedoms today. Today, um, freedom of religion and freedom of speech and all that kind of stuff, it's all fine and dandy unless you're a Christian today. Today, when you stand for Christian morals and values and those things, you're viewed as intolerant. You're viewed as a bigot. There's all these negative connotations on Christianity today. And I don't want to blame it all on the enemy because some of our ignorance does have something to do with that. I believe that when we fight, we are to fight in love. 
When Christ came to fight and the war he waged was because of love. It was because his love that he had for us. That's what sent him to the cross. It wasn't hate that caused him to fight. And that's how we could tell the difference in our fight and theirs. We fight because of love. I don't know about you, but I fight in the spirit because there are souls at stake. I love people in my life too much to see the enemy have his way with them. Because I know that the enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy. And if he can't destroy me personally, then he's going to come after everybody that's closest to me because he knows that he'll be stealing from me. And we have to stand and we have to know that we have to fight and say, get thee behind me, Satan. You can't have my kids. You can't have my husband. You can't have my siblings. You can't have my nieces and nephews. Not only that, let's take it a, a step further. You can't have my coworkers. You can't have my neighbors. You can't have my sisters in the Lord. When we see that their children are struggling, that we have to stand in the gap for them too. We fight because of love. That's what I want to get across as I go forward in this message because this message is about war. We are at war. The Lord is raising up end day warriors in him. We are at war. If you got saved to sit on the couch and come to church Sunday morning and feel good and all that, well, you're in the wrong era, brother and sister, because I believe that we are living in the end days today. You could see it all around us, and it's time to suit up and boot up and get ready. While Christ is absolutely the Prince of Peace, and it's stated in Isaiah 9-6, he was not, is not, and will not ever be a pacifist. In Matthew 10, 3, when Christ was giving his disciples the instructions of going out, healing the sick, raising the dead, and casting out demons, he stated, Do not imagine I came to bring peace to the earth. I came not to bring peace, but a sword. And the reason he said that was because he knew that this earth was, was bad and corrupt and immoral, and it was led by religious leaders that knew nothing about the love of Christ. They didn't even recognize the Savior when he came. He didn't come to make peace with all of them. He came and he brought the sword, the word. He brought the living word, which was himself, to die for us, that we could know the difference between religion and the love of Christ, the love that transcends all the love that saves us his mercy and his grace that's in our lives in Ecclesiastes 3 1 through 8 and I and I bring this up because so many people think if you're Christians you should just be nice and good and and we should always be driven by love but I believe that God has called Christian people today to stand up and to fight for what we believe in in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 8, it says, For everything there is a season, for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up. If something's being torn down in your life, if situations in your life today are being torn down and it's uncomfortable, trust that this season will pass and that the Lord is going to be there to build you up in his time, in his way, and a solid foundation in him. So trust, trust. We go through seasons in our lives, a time to cry and a time to laugh. If you're mourning, there's a season for that. But know that joy and laughter comes in the morning. There's a time to grieve and there's a time to dance. I don't know about you, but I love dancing. There's a time to dance. So for, the, for you religious folks who think we can't dance, it says right here in the Bible, there's a time for it. <laughs> a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones. 
There's a time to embrace and a time to turn away. Not everybody in your life is there forever. Know that there's a time to embrace people in your life, and there's a time to turn them away. The Lord has to lead you. Not everybody that is brought to you is from the Lord. We need to be sensitive in our spirit, and we could do it in love. I'm not talking about being mean or hateful or anything like that, but we can do these things in love. There's a time to search, and there's a time to quit searching. A time to keep, and a time to throw away. There's a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet, and a time to speak. Sometimes I have a problem with that one. <laughs> There's a time to love and a time to hate. There's a time of war and a time of peace. And I believe that for us right now, this is a time of war. Not where we're all going to pick up some guns and run out right now, but it's a time to war in our spirit. It's a time for us to raise up that standard, to stand against what society is trying to tear down, for us to be those watchmen on the wall that the Lord has called us to be. For not only this place right here, but our nation at large, we need to pray for our leaders. We need to stand today. We need to fight. We need to fight for what's in this word. Many of the women that I've been working with have found themselves in a fierce battle lately. It's Celebrate Recovery and our Women's Step Study, it is so amazing. It's so amazing. Just the difference, I think, between there and why I'm so comfortable there is those women, um, they know that they struggle. Sometimes when life ain't that bad and we come and we sit in here and we go home, we don't even realize the issues we got. But the women I'm working with in there, they're very aware of their issues and they're hungry and they're working on it. And they hunger for the Lord and they know that only the Lord is the source to fix that. And that ignites a passion within me. And so they know it's time to war. They know that they have something they're fighting for. They know that they're fighting against those addictions, that abuse that has happened in their life. Just, just insecurities that the enemy has built within them their whole life, whether it's with a parent or just in who they are, they know that they're at war. They know that they're fighting for something and that Christ is the answer. So I was thinking about that during the women's conference and... Um, how many of you know that sometimes when the Lord talks to you and stuff or he gives you something, just like in an instant, he could flood your mind with a whole scenario of things. And you could see it all played out, even if it's just a couple seconds go by. We were at the women's conference and they were singing that song, um, There's Power in the Name of Jesus. And at the end where it said, there's an army rising up. And the army that the Lord is rising up needs to be pre prepared and I thought about the Navy SEALs. This is what the Lord put in my spirit. The Navy SEALs. The Navy SEALs. They're bad. You know what I mean? All the, yes, they're bad to the bone. And I was thinking about the Navy SEALs and how, and how uh, God's warriors, we're similar to those Navy SEALs. When we're going through battles in our lives, the Lord's preparing us, right? It's like that SEAL training. You know, all those phases that they go through. I was reading about it, and I saw a bunch of men locked arm in arm laying um, 
on the shore, and tides were just banging on them, you know, and, and they go, and they go, and they go 20 hours a day. Some days they only get four hours of sleep. They're put through mental, physical, all these tests, little sleep, not much to go on, and they probably feel like they want to give up. And I thought, and the Lord showed me that that's how we are when he's preparing us, that it feels like the enemy is attacking us, but we're like those seals in training. The Lord is preparing us for what is to come. The Lord is preparing us for greatness. The Lord is preparing us so that we have tenacity, that we're able to stand, that we're able to know that I am not going to be defeated. When the enemy truly comes in my life, that he is not going to take me over because I've been through the Lord's seal training, don't you know? And I overcame. I was in training with the Lord. And one of the things that the Lord was showing me in their training that they learned, they learned that they're a team. They learn, they learn camaraderie. They're together. I saw them bound together, arm in arm, laying on that shore, all of them together. It wasn't one man over here and one man over there. They know that they're brothers, just like we need to know that we're brothers and sisters, that we're not lone rangers, right, that the Lord puts others around us to assist us, to pray with us, to guide us, to encourage us, to lift us up when we're weak. That's what we need to be. If we're going to war in the Lord, it ain't always about me and my family. When I know Liz is going through something, Something. I need to reach out to her and say, sis, can I pray with you? Let's pray right now. No matter where I am, if I have to close my office door, pull over to the side of the road, we need to know that we are a team. We don't do this alone. We are a community to work together. Second, they learn the equipment that they have inside and out, as we should know ours. And when I was putting this together, I was like, gosh, Lord, this is a whole other sermon. So maybe one day it'll be a series, but today it's not. <laughs> So they learn their equipment inside and out, just like we need to know our equipment, the full armor of God. In Ephesians 6.14, it says, stand firm with your belt of truth buckled around your waist with the, the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up your shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit. It's in our training that we fully learn to utilize these things. When the enemy is attacking us, if you want to know how to overcome and, and how to guard yourself, get in the word. Get back into Ephesians. Look up the full armor of God. Know how to apply that to your life so that every day when you walk out of your house, you are prepared. You are prepared for the enemy's attacks because if you're going to do anything that's going to be effective in this world. The enemy is going to attack you. So we have to rise up. We have to know through these battles what our armor is. And with that sword of the spirit, we have to know how many different swords, what kind of sword, and, what, and how to use that sword. And that's the scripture. We have to read these through and through. Not once, not twice, but over and over and over again. Because the Lord will deposit something new in your spirit from that same scripture depending on what you're going through through. That's the way the Lord works. He looks at you in such an intimate way that he cares about everything you're going through, and he wants to equip you. That's his glory, that he can equip you and you can overcome. Christ came and already did it all. He left you and I to be his hands and feet out here in this world today, and that's what we need to do. The third thing that they learned is they learned tenacity, that they can endure 
that they are able to achieve and accomplish things that their mind and their body could not comprehend. That's what we need to learn in the Lord, that greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. That though that storm that's brewing in your life looks like it's far more than you could ever endure or go through, trust that the Lord is there for you, that you could do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you and who is called according to a purpose, that the enemy is not going to overtake you. No matter how big that storm looks, we need to know that we can do all things in Christ Jesus, that we can overcome and that we can, we can win that battle, whatever the battle is. Some of us think that we're warring against the enemy when we're really still in our SEAL training. We think we're fighting this big old devil when really we're in our, our seal training. It's still learning about us. It's still learning how to be tenacious in the Lord. It's still learning about how to use his weapons of warfare. We want to rebuke the enemy when the Lord's like, girl, you're still in basic training phase one of your boot camp. <laughs> and you think it's a big old devil and you're still got a long way to go. So some of the things that we struggle with are self-will, impatience, self-centeredness, and lack of faith. Those are things that will prolong our seasons of training. Also, we need to be aware of the spirit of apathy. Revelations 3.16 says, Because you are lukewarm, neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. When I think about apathy, I think that that's one of the things that affects the church so much today that we forgot our first love. We forgot what we're fighting for. We want business as usual. We don't want our feathers to be ruffled. We don't want to be inconvenienced. We just want a simple life, you know, with no struggles, no problems. We just want to, and that, right, the spirit of apathy will take you out because as soon as you're lukewarm, you get your eyes off the prize and the enemy is able to step into your life. You, if you're not moving forward, you're moving backward. We have to take a stand. When I, when I was first in recovery, this young girl, I saw her go into this meeting and I believe everything we experience in our life is for a purpose. And I learned so much, even in the secular 12-step program. But I saw this young girl, super young. She stood up in a meeting, and she just had this glow and this fire about her. And she said, my sponsor told me that when I get up in a meeting to speak, I better stand. Because if I don't stand for something, I'll fall for anything. And that's how we have to be in the Lord, that we need to stand for him. we got to get up when we want to speak about him. And we want to know, because if we don't stand for something, we will fall for anything. If we're not moving forward towards the Lord, the enemy is slowly pulling us back. We are moving. This We're never stagnant, never stagnant for too long before the enemy starts to come in and your water stinketh, right? Stagnant water stinketh. Another thing that we need to be aware of, and this the Lord has pointed out is probably one of my biggest struggles, is be aware of high imaginations. They lead to fear, distrust, anxiety, and mental anguish. Anytime we're anxious, we're sinning. The word tells us very plainly to be anxious for nothing. And most of the time, if you really break down why you're anxious, it's usually about some sort of high imagination. This is probably the area that my husband gets so mad at me about because there will be some little piece of information that will come my way. And when I'm done with it, in about 10 minutes, it's on. It's like this big war, this big to-do that I need to figure out. And, and it's not even like that. How many of you know about 98% of all things you ever worry about never even come to pass? 
Never even come to pass. I couldn't even write a list to tell you it would take me the rest of the days of my life to tell you all the stupid things that I've worried about that never even came to pass. So the enemy knows our area of weakness, but I can tell you today that I stand here more than a conqueror, that each day that I walk that I know that I'm going to bring every thought captive, right? That scripture's next. Come on, that scripture's next. I don't want to mess it up. Corinthians. I didn't write if it was first or second. But in one of the Corinthians, chapter 10, verse 5, I'm looking at Brother White, maybe he knows. Chapter 10, verse 5 says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's what we have to do. A lot of our battles is is in our mind. When I bring down every high imagination and exalts itself against the knowledge of God, that pretty much wipes out 100% of my worry because the knowledge of God tells me I'm not going under. I'm a child of the most high that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And let me tell you, the enemy at times has me thinking that there's weapons of mass destruction formed against me, you know, that atomic bombs, they're just waiting to drop. And I have to know that though they are formed, they will not prosper. Even if the threat is real in your life, that it will not prosper. Weapons will be formed against you in their life, but they will not prosper. When we look out and we see those weapons formed against us, stand on that scripture and know they will not prosper. Just know that they will be formed. It's like I get shaken in my boots every time I hear of a weapon being formed, and the Lord's like, It ain't going to prosper. Know that. You can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. Beware of of pride and arrogance. We don't know it all. We don't have it all. And we're no match to the enemy. Pride and arrogance a lot of times keeps us from reaching out. It keeps us from receiving what somebody else is saying because we think we already know that they don't really have anything that they can offer us. Pride and arrogance will keep you locked in a battle. There's so many people, there's probably people that are sitting in here today that because of pride, they don't reach out and do the things that the Lord's been tugging at their heart to do. Pride and arrogance will destroy you. Isaiah 2.11 says, The eyes of the arrogant will be humbled and human pride brought low. Also, the word says that pride cometh before the fall. The Lord, the Lord alone, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I didn't finish that scripture. Isaiah 2.11, the eyes of the arrogant will be humbled, and the human pride brought low. The Lord alone will be exalted on that day. There are so many areas that the enemy uses to bombard Christians. All of you guys could be warring against something differently. Each and every one of you, something unique right now in your life. Can I have the worship team come back up, please? Those areas of your life could be hidden sin in your life, things that people know nothing about. It could be that abuse that you endured when you were younger. could be your substances that you're still abusing that you don't want anybody to know. It could be that eating disorder. It could be your sense of self-worth. There's so many areas in our life that the enemy uses. It could be envy. I was reading the other day that my friend, she posted something on Facebook. And I was really proud of her because she said, you know, I've been struggling with envy so much lately. 
She said, envy of what other people around me have because I feel like I do this and I do that and I still always come up short. Envy is not of the Lord. The Lord wants you to trust and know that he is giving you your portion and that it's sufficient for you. If you feel that somebody has more than you, you just have to know that the Lord, will, the Lord gives you all that you need. All that you need. We struggle with so many things. The enemy brings all these things in our lives to make us feel unworthy, that we're not good enough. But the Lord's calling you to a special place. He wants you to overcome all these battles. The Lord is looking for those people that are going to be in his special ops, you know. I was, when I was thinking about this whole thing with the Navy SEALs, I was thinking about, it was the SEALs that went in and defeated Osama bin Laden. It was the SEALs that went in and did that. That's a big feat, and they spent years of training to get ready for that. I don't know about you, but I want to be used by the Lord for something great in my life. And if that means that my training, amen, if, if my training is hardship right now, if I have to endure things right now, Praise God, sisters, gather around me, lay hands, that I will have strength to do what the Lord has called me to do. But he is destined everybody in here to greatness. So, and I know that people in here are struggling with things today. And I don't want to leave here today without an opportunity for us to pray for you. For you to know that you are surrounded by brothers and sisters that want to hold you up in this season. In this season that you're in, that we want to stand with you arm in arm and pray that the Lord will strengthen you. That he will give you all knowledge and all wisdom that you need to overcome this. That the Lord is with you every step of the way. That he has not forsaken you. At times when we feel like the Lord has forsaken us he is not what did we hear the other day that the lord is quiet the teacher is always quiet during the test the lord has not forsaken you he's there he's there and he's wanting you to reach out he wants to reach out and touch you but sometimes we have to acknowledge lord we need you lord we need you right now we need your help so as they play something softly i just want to give you folks a minute i want to invite anybody up here who needs prayer today that we'd like to pray with you in the end, we win. All the battles, everything you're going through, in the end, we win. <laughs>